gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Learn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hi, I'm Dan and I'm loving the band I'm Charlie and I'm hating the band And I'm Rich And I'm in the band And I can't deal with this indecisive audience And we're collectively known as Flat 29 And this is Flat 29's Big Book of Everything Chapter 29 on live music For how long have you guys been fans of live music? What was the first gig you ever went to? I think the first gig I ever went to was a gig, it was called Pilton Party. Nice. And it's like the show that's on after Glastonbury. Right. And it's sort of like a celebration of a festival well done. (laughs) And you didn't go to the festival? (laughs) No, I didn't go to the festival because I was too young to do that, apparently. Thanks, man. (laughs) I'll never forgive you for not letting me go to see David Bowie Year 2000. I was 13. (laughs) It's water under the bridge. Right, it's water under the bridge. I'm not bothered. Anyway, you get up and coming acts at these sorts of gigs. Yeah, like uh, like the 13-year-old Rich Green. Like 13-year-old Rich Green. And I remember watching a small, young, up-and-coming band by the name of Coldplay. Oh. The bad bit was old women touching my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Did you explain you were 13 and that was highly inappropriate? I didn't, no. I just sort of turned around and took it like a bitch. <laughs> With these yokels out in the countryside, Rich, you have to take a firm hand to them and explain that that's inappropriate and we don't do that in modern society. You need to cull them immediately. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> Whoa. There's limits to uh, my hardline stance on yokels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the last time I ever went to Glastonbury was 2005. Yeah. And basically... I woke up on the Monday morning after it all yeah. finished and someone had done a shit in the porch of my tent. <laughs> now, Was it definitely human it shit? It was definitely human feces. How could you tell? Because it just smells bad and you think, you know, yeah. what dog did this? What dog? <laughs> what, what kind of dog? That <laughs> would allow this. What kind of dog... Wiped his ass with tissues and put them in a carrier bag. <laughs> oh. But did, the, but did the shit on my bag in the porch. <laughs> on your bag. Ever since I've never been to Glastonbury and most people think that's why I've not gone back. <laughs> I think it was the year Paul McCartney was there. Maybe it was oh, I him. I bet it was him. I bet it was him. <laughs> you know what he's like once he's... Uh, had a few drinks. He's not in the Beatles anymore. He's he just, furious. He just says, live and let die. I'll have a shit in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> he makes some rash choices when he's drunk. That's why uh, him and Heather Mills broke up. He shit on her bag and she had enough of it. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Maybe he did shit on her bag. The thing is, we'll never know. No, we will never know. We'll never know. Let's start a rumour now. It's all true. <laughs> all right, well, consider it started. Um, Paul McCartney broke up with Heather Mills because he shat on her bag. Let's Tell not... everyone you know. <laughs> except Paul McCartney's lawyers. Do you think in uh, one of Paul McCartney's future songs he'll use, like, a... Um, 
a metaphor like that my life's so shit like uh, and you ruined my life like a shit on a bag <laughs> that would be brilliant <laughs> but the, the original lyrics to band on the run were shit on a bag shit, shit on, on a bag, bag. <laughs> so wonder what other famous people have shot on their um ex-lepers <laughs> bag <laughs> I heard Sting had a shit all night once <laughs> on Tan- his wife's bag. Yeah, tantric with Trudy. <laughs> this is really very early in the podcast, <laughs> isn't it? We'll be, we'll be talking about tantric shit. <laughs> this usually happens about two-thirds of the way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I think we've mined that particular shit bag. We got instructions for an IKEA bed in our big book of everything. A recipe to make bread in our big book of everything. We got the deeds to the sun in our big book of everything. And naked pictures of your mum in our big book of everything. So we at Flat29 are a band, only we are a very modern band in that unfortunately we don't live anywhere near each other at the moment, so put our songs and podcasts together over the internet. And we meet up as often as we can, but not often enough to actually rehearse and do a gig is the problem. So we don't do them that often, but my brother is getting married very soon and asked us to play at his engagement party. So we thought, hey, let's go and do a gig. And over the course of this podcast, as well as talking in general about live music, we will also be chronicling our journey to go and do some hastily put together live music. So we all got together and uh, started to rehearse some songs. We had about four hours to rehearse the songs that we were going to play. We did it in my living room. Where do you think is a good place to rehearse? Where's a good place if you're going to rehearse for a gig? Where's the ideal situation? In the venue. Yeah, ideally, there might be a function on the day before. Say, (sighs) the next best thing, I suppose, would be... On the street? Prison. (laughs) What, get arrested? If you're in prison, there's not any sort of distractions, are there? Well, you could get shanked. Yeah. Potential shanking. Potential <laughs> shanking, yeah, but... Which know. is also the name of our band, so... You can... Yeah. <laughs> uh, children's play area? Yeah, because then you can get a gauge of how well you're doing from the young children. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? If you can entertain a load of kids who you are monopolising their play equipment and they're still entertained by you, then you can play <laughs> you any can- gig in the world that's definitely true i think (laughs) it's important that wherever you do play and rehearse you shouldn't spend too much time having an emotional reunion (laughs) and that was our problem and that was our problem we didn't spend the first 45 minutes hugging and talking about how great (laughs) we were (laughs) so try and avoid that try and i guess the tip then would be try and be in a band with people who don't really like that much yeah (laughs) so when you all get together you can just get straight down to business let's just make this a business arrangement you know (laughs) maybe go in with a spreadsheet already like razorlight did did they, they do that? <laughs> yeah, Red Slide hate each other. They've got two new members. And they had a spreadsheet. They hate each other, but they love Excel. <laughs> and that's what united them. It's true, it's true. I'm not in it for you guys. I'm in it for the spreadsheets. I always have been. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? It's Excel. Their first one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we did have time for a little bit of rehearsal. Here's Rich making productive use of the DJ function on my aging MIDI keyboard. Men are from us and women are from Venus Women think with their brains Men think with their penis Rich gets in some last minute rehearsal Have a special hug And then they have babies A 
Instrumental break. DJ! Yo! Yeah! Fictionary, fictionary, fictionary. What? The end. Time well spent. But we also managed to get in some rehearsal in the car as well. It's good to rehearse in the car on the way to the gig. It's like last minute revision. It works. It's good. No one would tell you otherwise. You might be 83. Why doesn't it seem wrong? That sounds pretty good. Yeah? I think we're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we're ready to take the next step. (laughs) And the next step is you've got to talk about what you're going to say as well. More important almost than the music is how you're going to introduce the songs and what you're going to say to the crowd. So we needed to plan that as well. So here's a little clip of us planning how we're going to open the gig, which incidentally took place in a small town called Daventry. So we're in the car now on the way to do a gig. Charlie, what's going to be your opening lines at the gig? What are you going to shout to the audience? Is it going to be, Hello, Daventry! Quite possibly. Um, I might go with the classic look at the back of my guitar and go, huh? Uh, Northampton is near, wait, hang on, Daventry! Um, What are some facts about Daventry that we can say to get the local uh, residents on side? Um, all of the women in Daventry are so hot. <laughs> that'll go down. Yeah, well. that'll go down well. All of the parents in Daventry are really responsible. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. We could just say we respect everyone in the audience. <laughs> Absolutely everyone. Rich, what's your favourite A road? My favourite A road is the A. 420. Did you just make that up? I don't think so. I think that's the <laughs> one that goes to Oxford. What's so it, good about it? Because um, it, it's coming towards me. It's got a Mac, yeah, it's coming towards you and it's got a McDonald's. <laughs> that is very like low criteria. A lot of roads have McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Every McDonald's is on a road. I'm going to stick my neck out and say that. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're, <laughs> probably, you're probably right. When I... Note to self. House. I like to stop off halfway at the Shrivenham Defence College of <laughs> Management and Technology. Um, Why? For a McDonald's. <laughs> They're next door to each other. The next step of doing a gig, once you've practiced, driven there, you've got to do a sound check. What do you like to say into the microphone when you do a sound check? One, two, one, two? Or do you like to freak out with some kind of crazy sound checking uh, devices? What do you normally do? Uh, well, you either just go with the average one, two, one, two, one, two, two. Or <laughs> you do have to do that voice, don't you? Yeah, you do. It's you true. Have to do it's that true. Voice. Yeah. Or you can do something with lots of plosives in it. Yeah. Something you know, like pepper, pepper pots, and things. Iron like... Man two. It's the Iron Man two. It's the sort of right. thing that we do at the start of every podcast that no one ever hears. <laughs> yeah, no one ever hears. But what we like to do at the start of a podcast is shout vaguely related words to the topic to check whether our microphones are working. So, we're doing a podcast about live music. What would you shout? Live gigs are fun. Gig in my house. Guitar fest. <laughs> Come to my gig. 
Mum, come to my gig. Make my trousers flap. <laughs> Mum, make my trousers. Bass. <laughs> Lackluster riffing. <laughs> and so on. So we got to our gig in our car and we set everything up. We did a sound check. Problem was, our instruments didn't arrive till a bit later. So we had to do a vocal sound check involving some basic singing and fucking around with funky effects. There. Charlie, how are you? <laughs> I am That's a musical joke. <laughs> well, <laughs> this one time I was at a party and someone gave me this microphone. It's a self-referential. So I sang to Uh, guys, we're just going to do a little bit of a... This is a, basically a sound check. This is not the gig. So ignore what's happening now. Pretend you haven't heard it, because we're going to do it again later. So just just don't listen. If you can all turn the other way. Thanks. Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. Well, let's have a slight break from all this gig talk and see who's been getting in touch with us in the last few weeks since our previous podcast. And this week is a Letters Charlie special, as all the letters are about him. Hooray! We got a letter in from listener Andy referring to some comments Charlie made on podcast 26 on birth about his baby nephew. He said, The podcasts are as hilarious as ever. However, there was a moment in the birth chapter that has now resulted in me developing insomnia through fear. Yeah. Charlie, referring to his baby nephew, who is six months old, and said that the baby was, wait for it, half the size of its mother. Uh, what the? <laughs> so I undertook some investigation work into this subject and can confirm the average size of a six months old is 27 inches. This would in turn mean the mother is four foot five inches. I now have images of giant babies chasing after miniature mothers running through my mind. <laughs> One last thing. I love how Charlie referred to the baby as it the whole time. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> now, you did do that, Charlie. We did slightly comment on the time, but maybe we didn't quite get to grips with the weirdness of that situation. So your baby nephew is half of the size of an adult woman. Yes. <laughs> no, I still don't get it. Okay, to be fair, he's probably about eight months, so it's a he. Definitely <laughs> yeah, but not even it. so... <laughs> to be fair, my, my cousin is... It's not even my nephew. I don't know where this has come from. Now I think about it. It's my first cousin <laughs> once removed. This is a revelation. <laughs> this is, you don't know anything about this giant baby. I think this baby's a figment of his imagination. What, of Andy's imagination? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> could be. I don't know how, but it could be. It could be. He doesn't have any proof. What are they feeding this baby? Other babies? Yeah. Possibly. You never know Gross. what it gets out to when it crawls around. Maybe she had twins and one got lucky. 
<laughs> one sort yeah. of envelops the other one. It's a whole new meaning to getting lucky. <laughs> Weird meaning to getting lucky. Did you get lucky last night? Yeah, I uh, enveloped another human and became twice my size. Wait. I became more powerful than they could possibly imagine. Well, there we go then. The mystery remains unresolved. It's just a giant baby. Sorry, Andy. It's going to be running through your mind forevermore. We also got a letter in from listener Frankie referring to a previous uh, letter we had in from listener Jamie saying that she had a 30-minute crush on Charlie. Frankie was furious and she said I was very upset that a girl had a 30 minute crush on Charlie I'd like to point out that I have at least an hour crush on him every other week and I even baked him clad caca (laughs) Yum! Well I baked clad caca (laughs) Should we have got someone else to read this? (laughs) Rich can't deal with a vaguely amusing baking term (laughs) So, <laughs> hang on, I'll get this. <laughs> Come on, Rick. You can do it, mate. Well, I baked clad caca. <laughs> Goodness sake. This is all it takes. If you want to amuse Rich, that's all it takes. Give him a funny foreign word. <laughs> uh, well, I, well, I baked... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Should we just stop the letter no. there? <laughs> well, I baked clad caca, and if it, well, well, I, well, I baked clad. <laughs> Come on, keep it up. It's so I can see my life stretching out ahead of me. What, this, is your, this is your life now. <laughs> it's our lives as well. That's sorry, the problem. Sorry. You're not just ruining your right. own life. Okay, business. Okay. Well, I baked clad caca, and if his spy skills are as good as I was led to believe in the Spies podcast, I believe he will be able to find my house and have a lovely piece of clad caca. (laughs) (laughs) But he better be quick before my housemates eat it all. Well, the the actual content of that message has been lost because of Rich unable to cope with the hilarious <laughs> term clad caca. What are they, Charlie? They're chocolate cakes. It's like a chocolate brownie cake. They Swedish. Yeah. Were you spying on Frankie at that particular moment? I wasn't. I had it when I was in Sweden. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Was that on a bit of spying downtime? Yeah, yeah, I mean, every now and then, I mean, I just spy so hard. Your uh, doctors warned you about that, Charlie. Don't spy too hard. They did, they just said, you know, you're too good, you've seen too much, you know too much. (laughs) You've seen too much. You're going to have to just, you know, take it easy, (laughs) let people get some new secrets for you to uncover, or, you know, there'll be no spy secrets left for you to find. You you can't spy too hard, or else you'll burn yourself out, and then in turn you might burn the clad caca. (laughs) So... Did the housemates eat it all? <laughs> we'll find out next week. So if you would like to write in and either say a funny word or advance, perhaps, on the hour's crush on Charlie, <laughs> for how long do you lust after Charlie in a regular week? Let's find <laughs> out. Do write in. You can get us on podcast at flat29.com or go to our website to see all the other myriad of contact details on which you can get us. <laughs> Flat 29 have a fortnightly podcast I download it quick cause my broadband is so fast Flat 29 have a podcast I download it from the end to end to end The turn Before the gig starts, once you're all checked out and ready to go It's very important to have a team talk 
get in the dressing room, huddle around, and make some motivational speeches. Do you agree? I think you all need, definitely need to egg each other on. You, uh, there's a lot of psychology involved, isn't there? You need to be psyching yourself up, thinking you're the best person in the bloody world. It's a sort of place where high fives become important once again, because, <laughs> you know, that really is the symbol of being geared up and ready to go. You know, yeah. let's go out and hit it. You know, ready to go, five. <laughs> you know, my instrument's in tune, five. You know, <laughs> you're ready to go. I'm going to listen to five, five. Probably not that. The humble high five has lost popular currency. I think it's been diluted. People do it too much. But in the world of preparing to go on stage, I think it is still very valuable. You're right. Yeah, it is. Did we do a high five? I certainly high five someone at some point, but I don't know quite when or why. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely did a three-way high five at some point. I, we should be keeping our high five diaries. We should. We should. To we should. log every instance of a five. Day five. High five. <laughs> 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 you should be having five a day, shouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. That's what they always say. You're going to get one of your high fives of the day. <laughs> high five a day keeps the doctor away. That's what they say. Okay? I think it's good not to talk about the goings of the gig in your pre-gig amble. Right. What should you talk about then? Just, like, let's put people at ease. Like, um... Yeah. Oh, have you tried the nuts? Um, <laughs> Just small talk. <laughs> yeah, small talk. Because if okay. you start getting into the nitty gritty, it gets worrying. Like if you say, yeah. remember the second chorus has a tuba in it. Yeah, you certainly want to go, by the way, I've just had you know a new envisioning of the entire arrangement of this song, which I'm going to describe to you, and then we're going to play it when we go out on stage. I mean, that's not helpful. No one wants to hear that late <laughs> minute. I just want to live it. <laughs> Let me live my life. <laughs> Let me live my life. Going on about the tuba. <laughs> and let's talk about food and nuts. And I think that philosophy is evident in our pre-gig preparation, in which basically involved stylophone solos, shopping lists, and uh, discussing what celebrity would play us in a film. Here it is now. Uh, right, guys, we are. We've done a little bit of a sound check. How are you? How are yeah, you doing so we've far? done a vocal sound check, which I thought went very, very well. <laughs> we've um, we haven't got any instruments yet. Vocally, <laughs> we're on top form. Yeah. we are. We are. That was a, a beautiful three-part harmony we're knocking out. But as it stands, it may be an a cappella gig. Yeah, which <laughs> that could be problematic. It's slightly nerve-wracking considering <laughs> our lack of credentials when it comes to vocalising. Yeah, exactly. It's so, true. but this is good because this is like the bit of jeopardy in any kind of story you've got to have in a any great Hollywood you... movie there is yeah. jeopardy that's resolved exactly and so, I know. think Flat 29 are at their best when someone throws a spanner in the works <laughs> exactly <laughs> but if, if this isn't turning out like a film I'm going to fucking fuck the place <laughs> yeah. up this could be, be the movie of my life where I'm going to kill a director <laughs> which he's going to play you in that movie um, it's Kevin Costner <laughs> but when he was Brave my choice. age Brave choice it's how are you going to do that CGI, Dan. CGI. <laughs> Who would you have, Dan? It's your answer to everything. <laughs> I think Eddie Murphy can pay me in a suit. Eddie Murphy could play like, all of us, couldn't he, he, really? He could white up. Yeah, and play all of us in the same <laughs> he film. He does like yeah. doing that. He does like doing that. He could be my dad, <laughs> and you could be my mum. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Deal. Flat 29. Rich, what, what, are you, what are you texting your girlfriend at the moment? Basically, Han said, "What I'm going to do a weekly shop. So I said, I want apples, mints, 
Weetabix, cheese, and nice crisps. That's going to be a horrible meal. I know. And not all together at once. Oh, okay. I <laughs> Why is she asking me now? You've got bigger fish to fry, and that could be a meal. Rich freestyles on the stylophone. Freestylophone. Tristan and Shell, gonna have a party, they're getting engaged, gonna have a party, gonna have a baby, gonna have a baby, gonna have a baby, gonna have a baby. So that's our stylophone practice out the way. I think all that remains then is to hear some selected highlights of the gig that we did on the 5th of February for my brother Tristan and his lovely fiance Michelle's engagement party. Okay, ladies and gents. Hello again. How's it going? Good to see you all. Um, I'd like to introduce our first full-scale kind of band of the evening, uh, very exciting. I don't think they're going to put any of their songs into context, so some of you might be slightly bemused at it, but it should all be good fun. Please give a huge round of applause for Flat 29. Thanks. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, we're Flat 29. We do kind of comedy, stupid songs. Uh, we're going to do some of them now. What you heard earlier when we came up and just played like half of a thing, that was our rehearsal and our sound check. This is now the gig. Here it is happening now. It's a big moment right now. It's going to begin. Milk and cheese, milk and cheese. They go together like you and me. Milk and cheese, milk and cheese They go together like you and me Just the other day I went to make a cup of tea A very simple process, should be easy as can be It was going fine, I put the kettle on I was feeling pretty good, what could possibly go wrong? But something unexpected was about to occur I opened up the fridge and everything started to blur Hey Charlie! What Dad? You've got to come and help! I've just looked in the fridge and there's nothing on the shelf! What? No butter, no cake and no eggs? Worst of all there's no milk, I'm trying to make a beverage! Damn, that's crazy, who does it lazy? We can get to Tesco, get your shoes, let's go! No, there's no time, I think I'm gonna cry! What's this? A pot of cream cheese. I wonder what would happen if I put this in my tea. Dan, what are you doing? No, it's fine, can't. Charlie. Look, no. milk and cheese, they're pretty much the same thing. Milk no, no, you cheese, can't do that. No, that's... Pretty, oh, pretty no, 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 no. Fine. Milk and cheese, milk and cheese. They go together like you and me. Milk and cheese, milk and cheese They go together like you and me 
sandwiches are great in all shapes and sizes. The variable fillings create fun surprises, but there are certain guidelines you have to adhere to. Like sweet and savoury don't mix, but it's clear to me that these regulations have a creativity. Inevitably, I'll be doing things quite differently. Just the other day, I found another way to exploit similarities between milk and cheese. So I put it on my bread. I just ran out of salad, so I used jam instead. That's crazy, crazy, but I'm too lazy to get to the shop. But hang on, if you stop, I consider the signs. There's ideas we can take from the humble beverage, and there's a strawberry milkshake. You gotta eat every butter, and then you make it fruity. Check out my sandwich. Wow, what a beauty. Cheese, milk, and cheese, they go together like you and me. Milk and cheese, milk and cheese, they go together like you and me. Milk and cheese, milk and cheese, they go together like you and me. In all shapes and sizes, the variable feelings create unsurprises. But there are certain guidelines you have to adhere to, like sweet and savoury don't mix. But it's clear that sandwiches are great in all shapes and sizes. The variable feelings create unsurprises. Certain guidelines you have to adhere to, milk and savoury don't mix, like milk and cheese. Thank you. That was a song called Milk and Cheese. It's about milk and cheese. That's all you need to know, really. That's all you need to know. Now, we're going to do a song now, which is called Spying, open brackets, for on a woman from Waitrose, close brackets. Rich, what is this song all about? This song is about a man who saw a woman from Waitrose, as is expressed in the title, and he got a bit weird and started following her. Is that man you? Potentially. Okay. Let's find out. I saw a beautiful girl in Waitrose Standing next to me in the queue She was buying a bag of mixed lettuce leaves And she smelled of sweet perfume She left behind her Waitrose loyalty card I thought it must be a sign So I followed her all the way back to her home to get undressed until she closed her blind I'm gonna spy on you I'm gonna invade your privacy I'll take a picture of you when you're on the loo the cameras in your room and watch you on TV and then I'll raid your bins I'll steal your identity I'll make a shrine of your belongings on the bedroom wall Cause I'm lonely And I'm a bit of a freak I spy on you on the bus I spy on you on the bus I spy on you on the train I spy on you on the I train I go out of my way to see you every day And when you look around, I look the other way It's come up Discarded cigarettes and pizza trays I think I'll build a clone so I won't be alone 
And then I'll spy at you at home all day I'm gonna spy on you oh. Invade your privacy I'll take a picture of you when you're on the loop The camera's in your room and watch you on TV And then I'll raid your bins I'll steal your identity I'll make a shrine of your belongings on my bedroom wall Cause I'm lonely And I'm a bit of people say rich Why oh why? Become a secret spy. I said I watched a film that involved a spy, and ever since that day, I've acted like a spy. And something's come along and ruined all my fun. Where everybody's friends with everyone, and everyone is giving everybody a poke. It makes a spying tray look like a joke. I'm gonna spy on you. I'll invade your privacy I'll take a picture of you when you're on the loop The camera's in your room and watch you on TV And then I'll raid your bins I'll steal your identity I'll make a shrine of your belongings on my bedroom wall Cause I'm lonely Thank you. Okay. Me and Charlie have just swapped over. It's not because one of us wasn't doing very well. Well, it might be. It's just because that's what we're going to do. Who knows? <laughs> Rich was relegated to right position now. Yeah. We'll see during the course of the gig whether he gets promoted. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. That was a song about spying. This is a song about an emergency. Uh, it's called Emergency on Percy Street. It does need some contextualising. Basically, uh, one day when we were going home, we saw a pizza that was dropped on the floor. That's the context. Uh, we were a bit sad about it, that the pizza was dropped on the floor instead of dropped into someone's mouth. So Charlie's going to sing a song now called Emergency on Percy Street about a dropped pizza. Street one day, something horrible came away. It was a sight terrible to behold. Now I've never seen a grown man cry, but that drop pizza brought a tear to my eye. Someone's dropped a Shiraz, someone's dropped a Shiraz, someone's they dropped a Shiraz in the road. Someone's dropped a Shiraz Someone's dropped a Shiraz Someone, they dropped a Shiraz in the road 
put this happen to you Oh, Shiraz, Percy Street, covered in poo Oh, Shiraz, how could this happen to you? Oh, Shiraz, you know that we love so you So imagine the scene, we go about our daily routine Walking Percy Street until we're greeted by a sight quite horrific it's chilling to the very core As there on the floor Something we could not ignore is covered in cheese And looking so attractive I needed to have it But Charlie got proactive He's like Oh boys I think you're going mad I know it's been a while Since you've had a good Shiraz But you know This is neither the time Nor the place Even though the situation Really is a disgrace Just save your appetite Leave it for the birds to eat Take a photograph Like indeed And Percy Street This sounded sensible So we were on our way Despite this incident We thought that we should Have a good day And we still reached Our destination in a Flash, but not before we stopped and had a pizza at Shiraz. So if you want some late night booze, you must be careful despite consuming booze. For this I was a fool, but witnessed by so few. You must make sure that it never happens to you. Someone dropped a Shiraz. Someone dropped a Shiraz. Yes, someone they dropped a Shiraz in the road. Cheers. So we're going to do our last song now. Very much happy uh, engagement to yeah. Michelle and Tristan. We are absolutely delighted to have been asked to come up and do some bloody songs. So yeah, it's nice. Thank you. It's nice. Very nice. So this last song is called You're an Old Lady Who Used to Be Hot. This is about having improper feelings towards an older lady. If you're Dan. Definitely if you're Dan, not us. <laughs> What do you make me feel so tingly? Yeah, yeah. You might be 83, but why doesn't it seem wrong? Wish I could go back in time and make you mine. Marjorie, what do you make me feel so tingly? You might be 83, but why doesn't it seem wrong? Why? Cause when I saw you at the post office late last week, I was standing behind you when you smelled so sweet like potpourri. All I've been to gay plug in, there's something about you, girl. Me wondering what is wrong with me I'm no gerontophile But when you see me looking back at me i got to smile The only conclusion that I've got Is that you're an old lady who used to be hot What secrets lie behind those eyes? Fifty years ago you had your pick of all the guys Marjorie, what do you make me feel so tingly? Yeah, yeah You might be 83 But why does Wish I could go back in time and make you mine Marjorie, what do you make me feel so tingly? You might be 83, but why doesn't it seem wrong? Because I don't know why that every time I see you and my body says yes Even though my mind says no I just can't stop myself from calling out BINGO! It's always a pleasure to witness all the echoes of your former fitness And surely it's about what's underneath So I can look past your grey hair and false teeth Your artificial hip and your dodgy knee And I can see the smoking hottie that you used to be 
I bet back in the day you used to stop men in their tracks But now you're only stopping to carry some of your shopping Girl, I wanna give you a bit of a stroke But I can't in case I literally give you a stroke And let me get it straight, I'm not weird or crazy I wouldn't look twice at most old ladies There's something that they're lacking but it's something that you got Cause you're an old lady that used to be hot Marjorie, your beauty peaked too soon Make it sound when you walked in the room Back when you were in your prime My mum was in the womb What a womb Marjorie, what do you make me feel so singly? Yeah, yeah You might be 83 Why doesn't it seem wrong? Wish I could go back in time and make you mine Marjorie, what do you make me feel so singly? You might be 83 Why doesn't it seem yeah. wrong? Thank you. We've been flat twenty nine. Some proper musicians are going to come up next, but thank you very much. Hope you enjoy the rest of the party. Bye. 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 So that was it. That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 29, on live music. Thank you to uh, listener Savannah, who wrote in and suggested that we do the 29th podcast as a meta edition about Flat 29. We've kind of done that. It's been even more self-indulgent than usual. So hopefully that is going some way to fulfill that dream, which I'm arrogantly saying that's what it was, a dream. It's my dream. It's our dream for a brighter future. High five! High fives all round! Now we will proceed to list 29 things! <laughs> okay. Go! Apple. Banana. Pear. Oh, we got stuck in a Fruit Loop. <laughs> fruit Loops, they're nice though, aren't they? Erasers. Erasons. Clouds. People who can't read. <laughs> Jobs that are impossible to do. <laughs> Pardon? Rich Green. Songs I'm allergic to. Mosquito nets. <laughs> An elephant's brain. Beaver's teeth. Places to hide. <laughs> <laughs> magic markers. <laughs> magic carcass. Mum's magic markers. <laughs> Mum's magic carcass. Flangiplasty. <laughs> Ozone given off by circuit boards. Indictments on society. <laughs> Smelly children. Soup from an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Your aunt's evil stare. <laughs> Your plant's evil hair. <laughs> How many is that? A scourge. <laughs> A scourge. <laughs> well, I think we got there. I think we've just about. I mean, I don't know if anyone's been keeping tabs. Imagine, we could have done that for the whole thing. <laughs> so we should also... <laughs> After that brief intermission, thank listeners uh, Lauren, Chris and Tam, who we met at the gig, who are friends at my brother and who were doing amazing cheering and shouting and things like that. Thank you very much. And hey, next time we do a gig, maybe we'll actually tell you lot and maybe you could come along. Maybe we'll do one before three years in the future. Who knows? That would be nice. We'll see. But we will keep you informed with breaking gig news as it happens. In the meantime, we will see you in two weeks' time with our next chapter. We'll see you then. Bye! Bye. Slide 29's big book of everything. 
Another topic down, a millions to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Here's a poem Dan wrote for his mum in 1961. Can you use that one if you want? <laughs> oh mum, though you are yet to born, and I am still inside your <laughs> loin. I wonder what will come to be when you doth give birth to me. I wonder all the worldly goods that you uh, are storing in your hoods <laughs> and and why forth have you put them there because inside your hood is all your hair <laughs> but still i beseech thee i'd be glad if you'd go and have sex with my dad the end <laughs> that's a weird i think poem. that sums up the mood <laughs> Well, the mood. <laughs> because otherwise I wouldn't be born. It's functional. It's, it's true. Bloody hard. <laughs> so that was. Shall I put that in? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Extra. It's weird, isn't it? No, it's weird. Too weird. <laughs>